Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm very excited to have Alex Bruckman. And I hope I'm saying that right, because I have a German name and I thought it's got to be German. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Alex is an entrepreneur, a board director, author, keynote speaker, and he's built companies in Europe and Canada and led client projects across the world. His areas of our expertise are strategy development, leadership development, and entrepreneurship. His passion lies in helping clients build profitable businesses rooted in purpose. Alex is a storyteller with an academic background in general management with degrees from EBS University in Germany and certificates from INSEAD, I-N-S-E-A-D, France, and Harvard Business School in the U.S. of A. (laughs) Our theme is going to be the theme, I'm sorry, the three themes every business leader should master, the three themes every business leader should master. Please join me in welcoming Alex Breckman. Hello, Alex. Well pronounced. Thank you very much for having me, Vicky. I'm excited to be here. So then I know you know how to pronounce my last name. I don't even have to correct it. <laughs> Although after 44 years with it, I just go with the flow and whatever you call me, I'm good. <laughs> same here, same here. <laughs> so as always, we start out with a very easy question for you, but helpful for our listeners to know, where do you call home? Where do you currently live? I live in Vancouver, outside Vancouver in Canada. Love Vancouver. Beautiful area. Um, Actually, just behind my house, the wilderness starts and we have like bears uh, crossing our front porch every now and then. It's not not what you want to encounter, but it's nice to watch on the camera. You know, I was at a Toastmasters convention several years ago in Vancouver. That was my first time there. And I took advantage of um, having a few days extra to explore. And I was really surprised that they have redwoods in Vancouver. And um, I, when I was younger, I went to the redwood forest in the U.S. and was taken aback by the majestic size of these trees. Yes. But it is just beautiful, just beautiful country. I do want to go back to Vancouver at another time. So who knows, maybe we could work together at some time. Let me know when you're here. Yeah. So the question that I 
think is really key is why do entrepreneurs struggle with creating a real business strategy? I think entrepreneurs often just say, you know, I know stuff (laughs) and I'm just going to start a business and wing it. (laughs) How do you feel about that? (laughs) Yeah. Or they think they have a business strategy while they actually don't. Um, So that is something that I very often um, see that um, and that this is not a problem that just, you know, smaller companies or um, aspiring entrepreneurs have. This is an issue that I see also with my bigger corporate clients. Yes. What what we realize often is that what we think a strategy is, is in fact, if at best, parts of what a business strategy should be. Yeah. And um the main the main disconnect happens when people use terminology that they have not fully understood. And what I mean is the term strategy has been thrown around in so many different ways that it has become just a normal word, a regular word that everyone uses for all kinds of things. <laughs> um, kind of like that that common definition out there that the strategy is a way to reach a certain goal. Yeah, kind of, but that's just part of the equation. And the smaller a business is, the more important it is that they actually understand what a strategy is. In a nutshell, a strategy is a handful of priorities that guides to decision-making. It is absolutely critical for smaller businesses because you just don't have the abundance of resources that large organizations have. So making sure that you use your resources in the most efficient and effective way is even more important when you run a small business. Because if, I mean, there's just no belly fat, you know, if, if your resources yeah. are gone, they are gone. So you better make sure you uh, invest them into the right things. And yeah, strategy is it's just absolutely critical for small businesses, understanding what it is, how to create it, and to not fall victim to um, just thinking, I know what a strategy is. I know what a strategy needs to look like. I'm learning something new about strategy almost every day, and I've mm. been in this business for almost 20 years. Well, I think that's a key thing to say is because businesses evolve as just the normal course. And as the business evolves, your strategy has to evolve as well. So could you go over the key elements of a good business strategy for me? Let's start with understanding what a business strategy should entail. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that we need to understand is a strategy is not necessarily a plan to reach a certain goal, but a set of priorities that guides your decision-making. And in that context, Strategy is an overarching framework. It is not a plan. The problem happens, and and I see this especially with large organizations all the time, when they do something they call strategic planning, (laughs) which is a paradox in, in, in itself, because strategy and planning are completely different things. They require completely different mindsets. Mm -hmm. They happen at different times Mm -hmm. and they need a different skill set as well. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about strategy, you talk about the future, about how should our business look like in, let's say, three to five years. 
and what are the priorities we want to focus on in order to get there. It's about the customer, about the value that you create. It's external. So mm -hmm. how do you make sure that you win in your chosen marketplace with the products and services that you offer? And planning is internal. It is about who does what by when, about resource allocation. While strategy is often kind of vague, by definition, it has to be vague because you don't know the future, but you are trying to get your head around it. Planning gives you the illusion of control. That's what we want. We want to hold on to something. We want to know what we're going to do, by what, and who does it. And it gives us that sense of control that strategy cannot give us, but we need it as corporate leaders because that gives us, you know, stability, security, we just know um, what's going on around us. Wow. So I, by trade for 20 some years was a project manager and I can totally understand what you're saying here because as a project planner, a project manager, I would often ask for the strategies so that I could help plan and that who, the what, the when, the where is sometimes something people have a, a hard time. They just want to get, I always say, they want to get to the sexy stuff and they forget that you really need to have that future focus and you really need to know what the customer needs and wants are and, and having that external understanding and vision. So tremendous key elements. I hope people are taking notes of these. I know I did. <laughs> so we want to make sure that you um, can start if you haven't created your plan. And we talked about the fact that entrepreneurs, you know, which are very small sometimes in, in some cases, just you're starting out and small businesses, but really those mid-sized companies, this is important too, because I worked for a company for a while that was mid-size and it was a whether or not you kept employees or, you know, or not, that was your strategy. So what can we do and keep everybody, or do we have to lay off everybody and reorganize and refigure because there really wasn't a strategy. There really wasn't a plan. In the end, ultimately, that's what happens. If yeah. companies are being led or for the, actually to put it better, are not being led. If there's a lack of strategic clarity and direction in the organization, in the end, employees will pay the bill for it. Mm -hmm. They will lose their jobs. And they are the mm -hmm. ones that, um, it's not their job to define the strategy. It's the yeah. job of leadership to do that. And that's where, the, that's where the problem starts. Why would anyone assume just because someone leads a company, they would know how to do that? Yeah, It's never their subject matter expertise. They grew mm -hmm. in, every leader grows within their subject matter expertise. You are in sales. All of a sudden you are really good. And someone asks you, do you want to become the head of sales? And then you're doing a pretty good job with your team. And all of a sudden you become VP of sales. And then you become, you know, you just grow within your career, but you've always grown within the subject matter expertise, be it sales, HR, mm -hmm. finance, whatever, you name it. And all of a sudden, someone expects you to create a strategy for an organization. And you've never done that before. So what do you do? Yeah. And the same is true for the other 10 people in the room. And everyone has a different understanding about what strategy means and what a strategy should entail. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's the root cause of all major mess ups because all of a sudden these people are not even talking the same language. They yeah. are they have certain pictures in their head what a strategy is and what it should be, and then they kind of create that Frankenstein's monster <laughs> that they then call strategy. That kind of everyone is like, yeah, I see myself in there somehow, and that's that's it. Then that's the strategy. Then yeah. no, it's not, and it's. It needs to start with the leadership team to arrive at a common definition of what strategy means for them in their business and then actually build it out and help the organization understand it. And then, only then, strategy becomes the topic of everyone in the organization, but not in the sense that they create it, but in the sense that they understand how they, through their um, teams, through their subject matter expertise as individual contributors and actually bring that picture to life, can help bring this strategy to life, reach the desired vision of that organization, the the status that they want to, um, that they they work toward in, let's say, two, three, five years down the road. And if we are able as leaders to create these strategic dialogues within the business so that everyone understands what their role is in bringing the strategy to life, that creates tremendous motivation. People are not just there to make a living. Mm-hmm. People work because they want this sense of belonging, the, a sense of contribution. And that's when strategy becomes real and tangible for everyone in the business. So you made a couple really good points that need to be emphasized. Um, the one that you just made about the fact that the more that you let your employees, all levels, know what their contribution is to the vision, the mission, and and understand there are some strategy of departments, of groups you, that, you know, you, you have your individual goals that feed into the overall overarching, right? But to understand that, it does give so much. That buy-in is is like gold for a team to, to have that. The other piece is that as we promote people and and even especially in these times where we're trying to rebuild businesses from the economy a lot of things that goes to the wayside is training and you've lost a lot of senior people that may have been mentors for younger ones that you could get away with not training but how important is it for you uh, as a leader to not only get training, personal development in strategy, in all of this for yourself, but also for those that, that are on your team and the up and coming, those that, that are the future of your company? I mean, the earlier you start helping people develop a at least strategic acumen to a certain degree. So the ability to understand um, like logically what strategy is, how to build it and how to think and act strategically in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. the better it will be. Because I mean, even if you're not at the helm of an organization, but somewhere in the middle, you need to understand that because your job is to translate the priorities of the business into your part of the sandbox. And only if you have a certain level of strategic acumen and leadership skills, you will be able to do that. Mm. Um, You can always take a plan and break it down. So 
take a balance scorecard, you break it down, you know exactly mm -hmm. what you should do and how you contribute. That's one element. Um, but helping your team understand it and embrace it. And this is when, when training and development comes into play. We can't just expect people to change the way they think and operate from one moment to the next. But that's what we ask them to do. Yeah. When there yeah. is a new strategy in the house, that means there is significant change coming our ways. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that strategy is not worth the paper it's written on. Strategy <laughs> always brings change. Yeah. So in order to help people see how they contribute in the future and then enable them to fulfill their role, we can't just say, I empower you and you go. Mm -hmm. I have your back. No, you don't. Yeah. If these people don't know how to do how to fulfill the requirements that their future job brings, they will become increasingly demotivated and frustrated and will eventually leave the business. Yeah. So training them, enabling them, giving them the skills that will make them successful is a key ingredient and mm -hmm. a step that precedes anything around, I empower you to do your job. You can only empower people that are able to do their jobs. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you set them up for failure. Yeah. Two things there. One, I think a lot of times whenever we're newly promoted from being operational, you cannot turn that switch right on um, and be strategic. You really have to understand it. And too many times we promote people because they're good operators and don't look beyond that. Don't ask the right questions of them to see where they are in their development strategically. And to grow an organization, you have to have that strategic understanding. It's very different to be yes. successfully running operations and to detach yourself from what makes you successful in your day-to-day -day and um, switch on your strategic brain. Yeah. It requires a different kind of thinking. And I always see how extremely different it is when I work with executive teams on their strategy. After just a day, they are so exhausted and they tell yeah. me this was so intense. And when I asked them what made it exhausting for them, it was, they, I always receive an answer along the lines of, I'm just not used to thinking along those lines, to have these thought processes, to answer these types of questions. I mean, strategy is like a muscle. If you don't it flex is. it, if you don't go to mm -hmm. the gym, it will just make you sore. And um, yeah, the yeah. more you practice, the easier it comes. Right. The other piece is, as you, as you called out, as you get new strategies because of the need for, from the market or whatever, that, that there is change. And I found later in my career that my project management had a lot of change management in it where I dealt with helping people work through what was coming to be prepared to be able to excel in this new world that was around. And a lot of companies ignore, I think, change management. What are your thoughts on that? They ignore change leadership. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies do have very well-trained project managers. They come with all the credentials, they know their way in and out, 
Um, but then for whichever reason, leadership doesn't listen to them. And that is often a huge problem for mm -hmm. these organizations because you have this wonderful strategy and this beautiful plan and then nothing happens yeah. or just not enough. And very often it's, 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 it's actually the, the change managers banging on the doors and being like, guys, we need your leadership. We need you guys to lead the way, mm -hmm. not by just defining, but by implementing the strategy, by leading the way, by changing the way you operate, by changing the way um, you show up in meetings, by linking in every opportunity the reason for that change to mm -hmm. people's jobs and back and showing how their work makes a difference, how it links to the desired culture, like bringing all these elements of an organization's identity together. That is nothing that a, a project manager can do. The no. project manager gives <laughs> us the tools, opens doors, gives us methodologies, but they can't just lead the way. That's the, that's the job of leadership. Mm -hmm. So, how can these uh, entrepreneurs, business owners avoid missing any strategic target that was set out? That is highly specific, of course, to the um, organization, organization mm -hmm. we're talking about. In general, one of the mistakes that I've often seen is that organizations start out, they put everything in place, super motivated, then they achieve the first quick wins and they mistake these quick wins for a, hey, we're totally on track We're we're getting there. So they basically fall into the trap of, of misinterpreting quick wins with we're already there. Mm. And if you take the foot of the gas too early, people tend to revert back to old patterns, to old behaviors, mm. to old ways of operating. Now here's the problem. A strategy needs to manifest within an organization's management systems. If you don't adjust your management systems, people will be rewarded for the old ways of doing things, mm -hmm. for example. So if your incentive structure keeps on incentivizing behaviors that were the right ones before you introduce your strategy, mm -hmm. people will keep on doing, will keep on working the way they did. If you adjust your incentive structure to behaviors that you want people to embrace in the future, they will see that this change is also good for them and they will change the way they operate. If you want, you can just take that picture of burning the bridge. Management systems are the bridges that connect your operations and manifest them in your organization. Mm. And if you link them to your strategy, you will win. If you don't link them, people will always go back over the bridges to the land that they know yeah. that they felt the safe. Comfort. In. Yeah. So that that is certainly one of the biggest um, points I, where, you where do businesses see struggle. That. You do see that all the time. Yeah. So what are the concrete actions that you should start working on to get to that winning strategy? We already talked a bit about it. Mm -hmm. It's first of all, getting the right people in the room and helping them create a common understanding of what they're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And what they're trying to accomplish is to design a strategy. 
So under, helping them understand what that means, what the elements of strategy are, how it translates into their organization, basically defining the playing field that they're on, helping them remove misconceptions about what strategy might be, um, helping them just educate themselves around what it is they're trying to do and how it connects to the rest of the organization so that you don't see strategy as a standalone exercise, but that you have in mind what that might mean for the organization, for your leadership development, for anything around capability building, goal setting, targets, structures, like really thinking it through and bringing those elements together. Once you've achieved that, let's say you define the common terminology, you can actually start talking about the future <laughs> and um, doing that with a customer in mind and not with your own current job in mind and what that would mean for your current job, your own responsibilities. It's very easy to fall into that trap. I mean, you, you, if you are able to detach yourself in these conversations mm -hmm. from your current role, there will always be a place for you in the future. Because if you're able to create that future, you don't need to cling on your current responsibilities. So creating the future of an organization often comes with changes in organizational structure. Your job title might not even exist in the future mm -hmm. because it's yeah. not needed anymore. Right. But if you're able to create this future, there will always be a space for you yeah. because that is one of the skill sets that every organization lacks people that can create the future. Yeah. So free your mind, think about the ideal strategy to serve your customers and then create everything in the back end um, that, that helps support that goal. And I believe that the biggest issue that many executive teams face in this context is that they are not a functional leadership team, that they, mm -hmm. they are just a group of people with different responsibilities that try to solve a problem together. Yeah. They don't see themselves as a real team and, and real team in this context would be defined as a group that has a common goal. Yeah. As long as people do not have common goals, they will never be able to create a winning strategy together. Yeah. I was on a high performing team years ago and there were just 20 of us. And, but as you said, we had a common goal. We had something to hit in two year period and we did, and, but it was just this well-oiled machine. And when you're on that kind of team, every day was a joy to go to work. Yeah. Every day. And the problem is if you've, if you've tasted those waters once, you will never want to work on a dysfunctional team again. Yeah. It just drives you mad. Yep. It sure does. It's time now for rapid fire. So this is where I just have a couple questions for you. What are a couple secrets? If it's, we see, we have secrets of next level entrepreneurs <laughs> behind you. Um, that is the book that you all need to run and get. But uh, what are the secrets that uh, you could share with us? Just a couple. From the book? From the book. I see 11, book. 11 powerful lessons, it looks like. So just give me two. <laughs> yeah, um, I think two chapters in the book um, are really, um, in this context of our conversation today, um, are really important. First of all, chapter number one, which talks about what strategy is, how to define it, how to create it. Um, and it's actually not difficult, but 
most of us never Just really, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. And the second one, um, with every strategy comes change. And there is a chapter in the book around conflict management. Ah. Um, <laughs> every strategy brings change. Every change brings conflict. So it's actually a, a really interesting chapter to read in the context of, of strategy and the role that conflict resolution can play. Excellent. And then what is next? I see a book there, but what is the next goal that you have for yourself? <laughs> um, honestly speaking, my, my goals are less defined by business right now. Um, I have a three-year-old son. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And for me, it is about maximizing the time that I have with him. Um, I lost my dad very early, um, and I know that our time is finite. So my, my goal, my overarching goal is to maximize the time that I have with my son. That is the perfect goal. I am a grandma of two boys and one just turned four. So I you know, know what I'm talking about. I know <laughs> the precious three-year-old and, um, and like you, every moment that I can spend with those boys is fantastic. So I'm going to share my screen now. Those of you that are listening, you know the drill. You should have been taking notes all along with a paper and pencil, but if not, please go run and get a paper and pen so you can take down the information. It will be on my website as well as the YouTube channel in my show notes. But those that are watching will be able to take a screenshot of this information and I will throw in um, to this slide a picture of his book so that you can recall what it is that you're looking for again he is at https forward slash or colon forward slash forward slash b-r-u-e-c-k-m-a-n-n dot c-a that's b-r-u-e-c-k-m-a-n-n dot c-a he's on linkedin with his name Alexander Bruckman and Instagram is Alex Bruckman and Alex go ahead and talk to us about the free sample of your book and more of what they can find on your website. There is a section on my website about the books that I write. So the first one just came out secrets of next level entrepreneurs. The next one will be out in September called the strategy legacy. And for Secrets of Next Level Entrepreneurs, there's actually um, the first chapter of the book is available as a free download. Um, you, you find the link on, on my website. It's a, it's a big button you can't miss. And um, in addition to information about my books, there are additional free resources on the website. And obviously, um, yeah, some information about how to work with me if you dare to <laughs> or want to. Um, also a way to um, download a speaker profile for those of you interested in keynotes. That's what you find on my website. Awesome. Thank you so much for being my guest today. You uh, took me back to um, my days of being on those good teams and not so good teams. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you gave great advice, great tips I do encourage everyone to go to his website and get that uh, free sample and uh, get the book. I, you know, if, if your company is not giving you the training, then I encourage everyone every day to spend 
time to just read 10 pages of a good book like The Secrets of Next Level Entrepreneurs so that you or can you grow. listen to it. The book is also oh, available. Oh, it's as audible. Audiobook. You could do it on the treadmill, guys, or through your walks <laughs> around the, the parks of Vancouver. But yes, there's no excuse for you not to understand. And it doesn't look like it's a super thick book, so you could probably get through it in a couple hours. Yeah, it's a six-hour listen to yeah. to the audiobook. Yeah, there you six go. Hours. So um, it's actually not that much. Three evenings, two hours each, and you're done. You're done, and then you have a great way to uh, change your life. All right. So thank you so much again for being my guest. <clears throat> and as always, I remind everyone that life is a journey, and it is up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Netling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.